0: I'm Dan Libert. I'm Mike Clemens. Welcome to the Driving Kick Podcast. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Get to that money, Pronto. Hey, Pronto. I run my team like Ronzo. And we're back. Welcome to season two, episode three of the Driving Kick Podcast. Podcast. I'm messing up. Um, I'm your co host, Michael Clemens. My other co host, Dan Libert. What's going on with you, bro?
0: So, bro, just excited. I'm excited for the guests you got for us today. Excited to hear your story.
1: Yeah, so we have a two-time Massachusetts high school state champion, a four-year starter at King State, 2,000 career points, over 2,000 career points, all-time leading scorer in school history, two-time conference champion, now pro over in Europe, where he averaged 20 points per game over a 15-game span before COVID hit. Now he's back at the crib waiting for this kind of to blow over. But welcome to the show, my guy, Ty Nichols.
2: Happy to be here. Appreciate you guys.
1: No problem, bro. I I only knew you for a little bit, but I, I felt like it was important we got you on the show because your story is crazy and you're you're a Hooper Hooper. So, but appreciate um, you, bro. Yeah, no problem. So, for the people that don't know you at all, kind of give us an overview of your basketball career up until this point. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: started out in middle school. I was actually a football player. I didn't really play uh, basketball until I got to about seventh, eighth grade. I started to take it a little bit more serious. Um, as I grew up, though, I just surrounded myself with more athletes. And the more athletes I surrounded myself with, they were just, I found themselves on the court rather than the field. So I kind of gravitated more towards that. Um, so when I got into high school, I, I went to a school where you can only play you could play two sports, but, but the football team and the basketball team were, were very good, so you couldn't be a two-sport athlete. Um, so I just went with the basketball route, and, you know, it's pretty much gotten to me where, where I am today. It's pretty much who I am.
1: Okay, so you say you didn't start playing basketball to seventh to eighth grade, which is kind of late for, you know, in, in the Hooper world, but what were some of those early days? Like, did you play AAU coming up, or did you just play for the school and then start high school?
2: Right, so in my area, we have uh middle school teams and you know each team each middle team has a team, and we would play during the school season um we literally play through winter through fall uh through the spring, and um we just play other middle schools in the area uh, I played a u starting in eighth grade going into ninth grade, and I think I wanna say after ninth grade, I took two years off at a u and I think that's what kind of, you know, messed me up. I wouldn't say messed me up, but that's what the reason why, not the reason why I went D3, but it has a huge contri- con- contribution to why I went there, because I took those two key, year- key years off of AAU. But then uh, I got back on the circuit, and I was able to, you know, generate some some interest and whatnot.
1: So, like, I know what AAU is like, kind of like down south in Texas, but in the Upper East, it's a lot different, because the states are a lot smaller. You probably could do more traveling. Could you just give us like an inside look to what it was like and some of the best yeah. players you played against or some of the biggest tournaments you've been in? Yeah.
2: Um, so over here we have I'm not sure if you guys heard A.U. team BABC. Um, that's where Nerland's Noel played, uh George's Niang, you know, guys like that. They were like they went to Florida Nationals and they went undefeated and they're kinda of touted as the best AU team, you know, in our era or whatever. But um, I played with their younger team for a little bit, and then I was able to play for a team called LOX out of Boston, Massachusetts, and that's who I finished my career with. Um, we would travel. We start there. They're out of Boston. I'm from Springfield, Mass, so I'm about an hour away from them. So they would, have, uh, they would put me on a bus to get to wherever they are, and then we would fly to. We would go to Georgia. Um, we would go to Adidas tournaments in Atlanta. Um, where else would be good? We went. To, we went to Utah. I uh, don't know how we found that one. And then other than that, though, we would just travel around the state in a bus in our van. we go to New Jersey. we go to New York. You know, we just stay around the area. But if we were to hop on a plane, uh, it'd probably be Atlanta, Georgia for that Adidas Gauntlet Tournament. That's probably the biggest tournament we played in. Um, we played a couple guys. We played Wayne Seldon, Jalen Adams, Caleb Joseph. Uh, that whole Mass Rivals team really, really had a bunch of studs on it. You know, we played a lot of good players. Um, but...
1: So what would you say some of your biggest moments were maybe like personally or maybe like team wise, you won a tournament or you you know you had a nasty play that kind of sticks out?
2: Yeah. On my on my highlight video from my AU, there's a team we played that's called MB Nation. And their coach is crazy. Like he'll he'll yell at you in front of your parents type. And um, so they had us up 21, I wanna say, in the second half. And uh the game's somewhere on YouTube. I had to send you the link. They had us up 21 at a half. And in the second quarter, we just cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. And there were, like, five minutes left. We're still down 10. And then uh, we ended up coming back, and we ended up winning the game in sudden death double overtime. So, like, the game went to double OT, and then it was just – I guess teams had to play after us, so it was, like, next bucket wins. And then I was able to get the bucket. That's on That bucket's on my uh, my highlight video on my uh, AU team. So, yeah. I would say that was probably my most memorable moment.
1: Damn, that's actually crazy. I ain't never heard of that.
2: Yeah, bro. It's on it's on my highlight video my AU. In my AU state.
1: Damn. Okay, so you're playing AU. Um, Go ahead, bro.
0: I just got one quick question. So obviously you're you're killing on AU. you're killing a high school. I just want to backtrack. Why would you say, like, can you just elaborate why you think taking two years off of AU held you back? Because yeah. a lot of people only play high school or only play like AU isn't that serious, but to me, like I agree, AU is where I really got better because it was, like, mm-hmm. and again, against and with all the best players in the state and from other states. So, like, I just want you to kind of elaborate on that.
3: Nah, I was. So, yeah. So, like I had told you when I had um played that first year at AU, that eighth grade and ninth grade year, that's kind of, like, where you start to get your buzz. You start to get ranked in the top, whatever, whatever. Um, I didn't do that. My team wasn't that good. Honestly, I wasn't even that good. Um, so, then when I took those two years off, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why I took the years off. I just did um probably got lazy a little bit and then uh I think that 10th grade to 11th grade year is when you generate your offers because most college coaches aren't going to offer you anything when you're a senior and you have nothing on your table you know what I'm saying they're going to look at okay you have this you have that and if you have nothing going into your senior year I just don't think they're going to offer you that much so I think that's why taking those two years off hurt me because I didn't get to get to my senior year with any offers so I would say yeah that that's what that's what hurt me.
0: sure. I agree. (laughs)
1: All right, bro. So let's go back to – I want to talk about styles of play because, you know, down south it's a bit different. Like Cali, they got the scores. Up east, where you kind of live. Maybe – I don't know as much as Massachusetts. But, like, New York, you know, they got the quick guard, the handle. So, quote, unquote, they can't shoot well. Mm -hmm, What mm -hmm. is the style of hoop in your area in, in Mass?
3: I would say just more physical. We have a lot of like six, eight, six, nine power forwards, seven foot centers. Like we don't. You're right about New York. They got they got all the quick guards. We have more like linky or lanky, um, you know, slashing, playmaking type of like guards. You know what I mean? Like not, not the five nines, five eights, not the U's of the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we nice. got we got nice. we got the means of. The, I don't know, but like yeah, like you said though. It's just different everywhere you go back. At the same time, it's going to be the same. You know, each city, each state has pretty much what every other state has. It's just the best of the best. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, that's facts. So you get to high school. I want you to kind of talk about the school you went to because when I was looking it up, it was a bit different. Like, I went to public school, regular, regular, right? But mm. you went to a different school. So kind of break down what your high school career was like and what the high school format is for you out there.
3: Okay. So we have public schools. Uh, my school is a public school, but it is also a vocational school. So we have like a trade that we take. So like we'd have one week of straight academics and then the next week we would have our shop. So we wouldn't go to no academic classes, no math, no English, no none of that. It would just be an a eight-hour day for the straight shop. So uh, my shop was robotics. I would like program, um, I would program different things and try to, you know, uh, get in the computers and just try to do a bunch of like engineering mechanical type stuff we had cooking classes we had hvac we had uh, mechanical we had uh cl- uh shops that worked on cars so i mean that, that the school is different like we would have half a year for academics and half a year for that trade so honestly i loved it because i hate school as it is
1: <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> so talk about like in terms of like who you're playing against and how state kind of works
2: Okay, so we have, like I told you, I'm from Springfield,
3: about an hour away from Boston. So all the 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 high schools in Boston are, like, pretty good. They're usually all ranked in the top 25. Um, When I was in high school, we were ranked first for two and a half years in a row. And then my third year, we were finally ranked second going into the state championship. Um, And then we had lost, obviously. But we would play 18 games against teams in our area. And, you know, they just, you know, they couldn't match up or whatever. And then we would play against, I want to say, seven or eight teams from Boston. And those games were way more competitive just because they have, you know, a lot of hoopers out there. Um, And then we would play one or two games against, like, a nationally ranked team. So, like, my senior year, we played Marvin Bagley's team. Um, They beat us in overtime at the buzzer pretty much on a three ball. Bro, I helped off and he just hit it. Ah, my God. But anyway, uh, we played Marvin Bagley senior year. My junior year, we were supposed to play, um, I'm not sure if you know him, Isaiah Whitehead. Yeah, of course. We were supposed to play Abraham Lincoln, but we ended up playing a different team from New York. They had like two guys that went to Manhattan, I guess. So yeah, I mean, we would play Boston and then, you know, two nationally ranked teams a year.
1: Damn. So you get to high school, you just started playing, really, really playing basketball eighth grade. When did you start to realize like, okay, I'm kind of nice. This is something I want to do, you know, later after high school. What point of high school for you was that? And when did you start to really, really take it serious and how your game developed? Like, who did you watch? Cause right. your style is very different to me. Like you're a scorer, but like I've seen you, you can kind of control the game too.
3: No, I appreciate it. Um, so I would, well growing up, like I told you I was a football player and you know, I've always been like a skinny, you know, just athletic type of kid. So one time I got the ball as a running back, I got the ball. And do hit me too hard. Like, I ain't never had a hit like that, bro. And it took me a while to get up. I was like, maybe football not for me. <laughs> I was like, maybe football not for me, man. So then I just, honestly, from then on, I wouldn't say that hit took me out, but it definitely woke me up. Like, okay, maybe I can't have a whole career in this. Because I'm looking at it like, okay, I could play basketball until I'm 35, but I can't play football until I'm 35. So that's kind of why I uh, t- chose the basketball route. But in high school, I couldn't, I couldn't shoot a lick. I probably hit 10 threes my whole high school career. You know what I'm saying? We were just pressing, just pressing the whole game, uh, get layups, steals, dunks. So it was just that t- that's the type of player I was. But obviously going into college, I knew, like, I would have to expand my game. I would have to have the ball in my hand. I would have to be able to shoot, knock down a mid-range at least. So my freshman year, that whole summer, I, I moved up to school early. And I I got on a shooting gun, and my coach just told me to take 1,000 jump shots a day. Make or miss, you just must take 1,000 a day. I ended up taking 1,000 a day, and I ended up finishing college uh, the all-time three-point field goal percentage uh, player at my school. So I would say the shooting gun is what really changed my career. And then watching a lot of Jamal Crawford highlights, a lot of Chris Paul highlights, how he controls the game, uh, Lou Williams, for sure. You know, it's off-balance shots and contested shots. So those are the, those are the kind of guys I would watch. Um, my favorite player is Derrick Rose. You know what I'm saying? I obviously isn't athletic or wasn't athletic as, as he once was. But, you know, I would try to emulate my finishing packages off of him, my, my change of speed, my change of pace. I would try to just do everything after him. So, you know, those are some of the guys I kind of watched and, and tried to learn after. But at the end of the day, you know, you can only play like yourself. So
1: well, facts. So what was it like to win two state titles? Like I know Mass isn't the biggest state, but bro, state titles a state title.
3: Ah mm. uh, man, when we played We played Nelson, he's in G-League now. They were like talking on Twitter, like they, they had our Twitter handles. They wrote it on our um, they wrote it on posters, like, is this you? is this you? They had our faces, some of our tweets. I was like, now nah, we can't lose to so them. So that honestly. <laughs> We beat them, and then um, that was our second one. Our first one, we had just won, but our second one was, like, the best one because it was back-to-back, and they were, like, doing all of that extra stuff. So, honestly, it felt good. It felt like winning a national championship in college, to be honest with you. Um, you know what I'm saying? And we finished off a perfect season that year. We went 25-0. and So, it felt, it felt amazing, bro. I ain't going to lie to you.
1: Man. So, you said you didn't win state your senior year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So talk about recruiting. Like, you said you didn't play AAU for two years, but you made the state championship three years in a row. What was your recruiting process like, and how did you end up at Keene State?
3: Yep. So coming out of my senior year, after we had lost the state
1: ship, um, I had talked to
3: my best friend, and he was, uh, he was actually headed to do a postgrad year at a prep school. But the prep school he was going to, the coach, you know, he's known for getting guys scholarships, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Uh, We had sat down, talked to him for about an hour or two with our parents. And my mom just never liked the guy from the beginning. So I knew that wasn't an option for me post-grad. But he ended up, my best friend ended up going post-grad, ended up getting a Division II four ride to Dominican. He finished out his college career, and now he's headed to Ireland. But um, I just never, I wanted to get away. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to go to college. So I just, I didn't want to spend another year in high school. So then when I hit up um, one of my old guys, that used to recruit me from Keene State my senior year. At my high school games, he's like, you still haven't found a college? You still haven't found a home? I'm like, no, I haven't found anything. He said, do you have any offers? And I had, like, a couple of D3s, and, like, I think I had a, a Dalphi. That's a Division two, And then that was it. And he was like, well, come to king, You know, I, I feel like we could do this. We can do that. You know how, how coaches recruit you. And uh, I just gave it a try. They had a new coach coming in as well. So I was like, you know, this is my chance to start new. You know, the old coach doesn't have favorites. The new coach is coming in. I'm coming in with them, blah, blah, blah. Turns out he's the best coach i've ever had, my favorite coach. I still talk to him to this day. Um, so I think a big reason why I went to King is because the, the coaching changed you know because obviously going to college coaches are going to have their favorites they're going to play where they want to play. but when you have a whole a brand new coaching staff, they don't know anybody so you know i the eye te- the eye test is the biggest thing, and I, I passed the eye test and I was able to you know find a spot early and just stick with it
1: so let's talk about Talk about your career at Keene State. I want to know from beginning to end, because, bro, I look at the stats, it's like you started off averaging 12, and then you end up averaging 27. But when I look at the numbers each year, you're taking more shots, you're taking more threes, you improved in every category. So it's like you obviously grew as a player, but I know the coach helped that. But I want to know. Walk me through all that, because not a lot of people have had a college career like you've had a college career.
3: Yeah. So, like I, like you said, my freshman year I averaged 12. We were really good. We ended up going to the Sweet Sixteen. We had a seven-footer. Uh, we had, like, a couple 6'8 bigs, a couple 6'5 wings. So I didn't have to do too much. Uh, my job was – and plus it was my first year in college, so I didn't want to come in, you know, doing too much anyway. So my job was just to control the pace, control the game, get everybody's shots, make sure everybody touches the ball. But well, we were a big, like, post-up team my freshman year. Um, so then as we transitioned to my sophomore year, we lost a couple of our bigs, and we kind of transitioned more to a 4 out one n kind of where only – honestly, our center could shoot three, so kind of a five-out. And um, I was just able to, you know, this, the floor was spaced more. I was able to make more, you know, mid-range shots, get to the line a little bit more. Um, I was still controlling the game, but we still had a point guard who was a senior that year who was, like, kind of the leader of our team. So we would kind of switch off. I would go to two. He would go to two. But majority of the game, he'd be at the one. So I would just – my main goal was to just try to score the ball. So that's why the average jump to, like, 19, 18, 19. And then um, we had my – we had went to the Elite Eight that year. So that was the best team you know, in King State history. Um, so then my junior year, oh man, we had lost everyone. I think I was one of four returners and the other three returners were just like, you know, you know, bench guys who just didn't really play that much. So then we had a huge turnover. Um, we had bought in like eight, nine freshmen, two transfers. You know, guys just, just, just never played college ball before, you know, never been in the system before. So it was kind of hard. It was tough. Um, so I had, I just had to do what I had to do, but I had to score the ball. I had to take pretty much every shot. Um, you just had to, you know, teach the younger guys, you know, how the older guys taught me. I had to pass that down to them. And then uh, we ended up making a, a conference championship, but we lost to our rival. They ended up blowing us out of the chip. Um, and that kind of what fueled me to, you know, get to my senior year. And I'm like, okay, these guys have a year under their belt. You know, they're going to be more experienced for the moment and blah, blah. So then my senior year, we get to the chip again, and, you know, we're able to pull it out. But I just think, you know, I was able to grow so much because I, I just ended up – at the end of the day, I ended up listening. You know, it's it's about taking things in and using what people tell you to do and to your advantage. Um, my coach used to always tell me I'm hard-headed. My mom would tell me I'm hard-headed. You know, my high school coach would say, Ty, you don't listen, blah, blah, blah. But we will win so much. It's like I don't – you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hear anything you got to say unless we lose a game or two. But in high school, we barely lost. So it's like, okay – I'm not listening to nothing they're saying. I get to college and we're losing games here and there. I'm like, okay, maybe I should start, you know what I'm saying, hearing what they got to say. So as I got older, I just I just matured. I grew up. And um, I think the biggest, team, the, the biggest thing I did for my team was become a leader. You know, people are going to look at the scoring and, you know, the rebounds and the assists and the steals. But I think me becoming a leader is what allowed us to be great as a team. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. No, I do know what you're saying. I've been – in a leadership position similar to that in my college career to where I wasn't necessarily always the oldest, but like in terms of basketball years, I had the most experience and I had the most to pass down. So it was my responsibility to get them on board so I could help them and they could help me and then we could all help each other win. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that leadership aspect for anybody is important. Yep. Yep. Um, I ain't gonna lie and- to you though. I ain't gonna lie to you though. It's kind of hard when you have,
3: you know, when you have guys on your team who, who was the man in their high school team and then they try to come in and now you guys are butt heads. So I think that's the hardest part about the leadership role.
1: Yeah, and you can't treat everybody the same when you're a leader, you can't talk exactly. to everybody the same. And that's one thing I had to learn, like coming from where I'm from and then coming to Canada, like my personality and what they know here is two different things. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on people's ass and they just not responding to that. So I had to learn, like, I can't talk to these people the same way I talk to people from, from back right, home. So. Right, 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 right.
3: Yeah, that's what it is, bro. You got it everybody has a different language. They're gonna they're gonna understand. You know, you could yell at some people, or they're gonna take it, and you could talk to some people soft and they're gonna take it. So you just this gotta mix it up. That's all it is. Yeah.
1: So you finish off your senior year, you know, you got all the accolades, two thousand point score, all-time <laughs> leading score in King State history. You guys win the championship. So were you thinking pro right after that? That was on your mind, you like you knew like I'm going pro regardless of what happens.
3: Yeah, honestly, after my after we won the championship, uh, we had went to the NCAA tournament. And we had lost, and then after that, I'm like, "There's no way, there's no way that could be my last game ever." You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way I can't compete on on the court again. I'm only I'm this I'm 22. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else for me that I want to do. And um, so after that, I just signed with an agent, and then uh, I was able to luckily uh, find he found me a deal right after we had left Canada. Um, he yeah, had found me a deal over there, and I was just blessed and thankful, you know, for him to give me my first opportunity. Um, it was a great league. Um, I, it, I was able to get two or three offers just from playing in that league alone. Um, so I know I just I just pray to God that my career is as long, you know what I'm saying? That's all I could ask for.
1: So let's talk about, okay, well, first we'll back up. So you graduate and then you, we end up going on this, it's called Identity Hoops National Tour, right? Mm. Um. So I'm already in Canada. The tour happens to be in Vancouver. I got plugged in because our old high school teammate played college with the guy who runs it. Mm. So I fly from my location in Canada and meet you guys over in Vancouver. So yeah, I remember yeah. Ty, uh, not Ty, uh, what's the other dude's name? My guy, Tyler, right? Tyler, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my guys. So he picks me up for the airport and Tone and Ed are in the cars, right? So so I'm already like, man, these dudes characters, man. So, like, we pulled up to the little Salvation Army. I didn't know where we were sleeping or nothing. I'm already kind of thrown off by the whole right, right, situation. Right. It's like a church or something, right? Yeah. I was like, it's like a little church. I'm like, I ain't got no bed. I'm on this cot. I'm like, what is going on, man? So then, but no, no, fa- fast forward, I wake up. And then that's when we started chopping it up. And from there, everybody just started hitting it off. I just want you to talk about that experience, those, those, that whole experience, because it was dope to me. Like, yeah. I had fun.
3: So we was, like you said, it was Tone, but then it was me and Elton who was asleep. And then when I woke up in the morning, I had woke up. I was like, what did I just step on? I almost stepped on Tone. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? So then I was like, when did the person get here? Because I went to bed at like 2 a.m. So when did yeah. you hear? But, nah, so everybody woke up. Like you said, we connected. Um, we had those talks that we used to have. Uh, those were, bro, those were classic. That one joke was classic. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I still laugh to this day. But that one joke. But, anyway, honestly, I had a great time. He was able to cook for the homeless people. Uh, we did a lot of community service. You know what I'm saying? We just were able to enjoy life and play basketball. That was it. I think we went four and zero, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so i a good time. I enjoyed it, bro. I'd do it
1: again. I I just remember, so I only got to play one game. I had to come back. I had fucking midterm. I mm-hmm. played one game, and I'm like, I haven't played with in a situation where everybody's good like that in a minute. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like even the practices, I was like, damn, bro, I miss everybody can who right? like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We was getting after even the practice, like we playing four on four and shit, and it's like we was getting after it. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. I mean, bro, I'm telling you, it was like a, it was like an all-star team. We had everything. I would do it. I mean, he's going to uh, where's he going this summer? One of the Latin American countries, and I think you're... Yeah, I think so. He said he wanted the same group of guys, but I'm not sure if I'll be around or not. But yeah, I would definitely do that again, bro. It was a great experience.
1: So I, I want you to talk about. Cause you were killing like the first game. I'm like,
0: like bro, like
1: it was easy. Like it was mm-hmm. easy for me because I just I'm just kicking the guys who could score. But it was like, bro, you was just like everything you shot, you was making mid range three to the bucket. I want you mm-hmm. to talk about the difference in style of play because I I know coming from college to this, it's like it's 24 second and the three point line is longer. So it's like you're having your way. So just talk about the differences between NCAA and then like the FIBA rules.
3: Yeah, in college it's like. So the college I went to, you know, I would kind of get some of the benefit of the doubt. Like I would get the touch fouls. I would get, you know, I would go to the rim. I would smack my own arm and get a foul. You know what I'm saying? I would just get cheap stuff. But when we got to Canada, I'm like, yo, this dude's grabbing my jersey while I'm dribbling the ball in front of your face, and you're not calling nothing. He's like, it's physical. It's physical. But then, like, I come down and I touch a dude and I get a foul. So it's like you gotta kind of adjust. I think it's more. Is it? It's more physical out there, right? They're not. They're gonna call. You know, they're not gonna really claw things over there. So I think that's like the biggest adjustment. But the three point line is not. You know what I'm saying I take, I take deep threes anyway, bro. So I was kind of you know used to it. But um, yeah, that was like the biggest thing. I'm like, man, blow your whistle. I think it was like four or five fouls the whole game. I'm like damn, I used to do that in the first
1: quarter. Like, <laughs> so it's funny because so I left the next game. You guys played. You guys actually played Dan's team. That was Dan?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, I registered, so I like I was barely getting any burn. We, uh, we were trying to get our guys, like you know, ready, but you killed us. <laughs> you, hey, y- y'all oh, were up forty. Y'all were up forty, a- and, and we came back and lost by two. Was that the
3: last? Was that the? I think, I think it was
1: the second was,
0: game. I think it was your second game. Y- y'all were literally blowing oh. up forty at half. We came back, lost by two. three. <laughs> Yeah, but y'all, have,
3: your coach is like from the Raptors G League yeah. team or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now you guys are good.
3: I don't even know how we were up that much.
0: Bro, y'all was whooping us. It was just <laughs> uh you know, I don't want to criticize my team. It was just it, it was just a bad game for us. It was <laughs> nah, I hear you, bro. But y'all almost pulled <laughs> it
3: out too. That's what's crazy.
0: Yeah, bro. It was it was a wild game, but just before we move on, I just want to ask both of you just to kind of expand on the identity hoops like experience just for people that don't know about it because Mike tell me about it sounded like one of the dopest things and I really want to do one when it when all this kind of ends so I, I just want to hear about that.
1: Well shoot bro it was literally like I told you like there was guys from all over we had Spencer was from Oklahoma, Ty's from Mass, I'm from El Paso like I guess Tyler has connections to different people and he gets these group of guys, takes them to a different part of the world, wherever it may be. I think they've been to like different Latin countries. I think they've been in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. This one just happened to be in Canada. So I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically we play local teams. I think depending on where you're at, depends on who you play. Like in the Philippines, they were playing low level pro teams, but we were playing like university and college teams out in Vancouver and we stayed at, a uh, like, a Salvation Army. I don't know what it was. to keep bro, I have no
3: idea what that was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, all I know is I was sleeping on the cot, and I transferred to the couch. Like, we had groceries, and we was eating, like, you know, we was thugging it, but it was cool. Like, no one cared, because, I mean, was, yeah. we, we were straight. Um, yeah, he's
3: just, like, what he likes to do is, like, find people with similar stories or somebody who's went through something in their life. And he tries to, like, connect them so we can all share each other's story and feel more comfortable around, you know, other people and stuff like that. But, yeah, like Mike said, he's just taking you around, like, a the country and just enjoying it when you just hoop them. So it's really like it's really like a seven-day vacation, yeah. including basketball. The crazy
1: part to me about it is, like, we had a sit-down. We had these little, like, I don't know what he called that, story time or whatever, where mm-hmm. he literally, like, one person tells their entire story. Not your basketball story, but your whole, like, your life story. And at first, I didn't know how that was going to go until Tyler went first. And he literally put, like, I'm not trying to shit. Like, he put all his business out there, but he was comfortable with who he was. And I was Mm -hmm. like, damn. And basically, his message was, I want you guys to feel as comfortable as you can be. And we all kind of, like, you know, we know each other's background. So, I thought that was the coolest part. Like, I ain't never really told nobody a lot of the stuff I told them in Mm -hmm. my time to tell my story.
3: Right now, yeah, that's
1: cool, bro. That's 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 honestly the
3: probably the best thing that happened to me too. Um, I just think he does that so you can find closure in your life. You know what I'm saying? So you're not spending your whole life wondering about something. You yeah. know what I'm saying if you're able to speak your mind in front of strangers, then you should be able to speak your mind in front of anybody, bro. Yeah. But I think that's why he does that. Now, that that was real cool, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you.
1: But yeah, no, that was pretty much the trip in a nutshell, bro. But I definitely yeah. do it again.
3: Yeah, I'd do it again. Y'all both stay out. Y'all both stay out in Canada.
1: Yeah, he goes to school in Vancouver where we were at, but I'm I'm here right now. We're both in the same city right now.
3: Okay, okay, okay.
1: But, um, what? yeah, let's kind of transition to the, the pro, your pro time. You, you played, like, 15 games, but I want you to talk about, like, where you were at, the adjustment, like, the food adjustment, what the practices were like, what your role was on the team, all that. Give us the scoop because a lot of people, they want to know that stuff.
3: Right. Okay, so when I got over there – we had two Americans on the team. We had a, a shooting guard slash point guard from Auburn. And then we had a big man from Appalachian State. Um, So when I got there, my role was, was just score the ball. Because, you know, coming out of college, that's what I did. He said, when I literally when I got off the plane, he said, can you score? I'm like, you signed me to score, right? I'm like, yeah. He said, yes. I said, all right. So then uh, when I got there, I was the second option. Because the, the point guard from Auburn, he was good. He was an all-conference at Auburn, you know what I'm saying? And he was good, so... I want to say after the fifth or sixth game, he had took another offer in the Czech Republic League, and I had became the first option again. And that's where my average jumped from, like, 12 to 19. Um, The biggest adjustment, I would have to say, is just the physicality again, bro. Like, it's different over there. Like So, everything's a pick and roll with a throwback or a pick and roll with a, a, a hit the big and he's going to hit the big down low type thing. But everything's a set. You're you're never ever going to have a chance to ISO unless it's, you know, five, five seconds left on the clock. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the biggest thing. Everything's just, all right, I'm getting bumped here. I drive, I get bumped again. I'm going for rebound. I get bumped again. So you got to really take care of your body. Um, You got to adjust to like, like you said, the food and stuff is biggest key to what you eat. Um, I was over there eating a lot of fruit and a lot of protein just so I can keep my body, you know, energized and going throughout the day because we would have two practices. We'd have one in the morning. We'd have to leave to go to lift, and then we would come back a couple hours later just for, like, a shoot-around or something, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, you just got to take care of your body because everything, everything, you're getting bruised every game. There's not going to be a game you're going to leave without a bruise. Um, so I think the physicality, this is the biggest thing to adjust to. Um, the food is honestly the same. The country I was in is, like, a big country. Like, they're big on meats and stuff. So it's like I was eating a lot of burgers, um a lot of hot dogs, but it's veggie, so it's healthy for you. you know what i'm saying um what uh what country were you in? I was in Kosovo oh in, yeah, Serbia, okay, yeah, pretty much they just got their independence from Serbia like two years ago, so pretty much um, yeah, so the food's pretty much the same it's, it's meaty, but it's all veggie, um, so they just try to keep everybody healthy like. Honestly, America is probably the most unhealthiest country in the world, bro. Cause we would tra- we were tra- bro. We would travel from Serbia. We played a tournament in Switzerland. I didn't see one guy that was that looked overweight. Like it's it's ridiculous, bro. And everything you eat, they have like the calorie information on the side of the package, like like you know how we have it and it's small like this. That's like the main thing on their packages, like the calories. Like the name of it should be fucking two thousand calories. Like I don't understand it, bro. But um. Yeah, so, like, everybody's just, like, in shape. People are jogging and stuff. It's just, like, a better vibe. And then, you know, we would go to – for the cup, we have, like, a cup tournament. So, the cup tournament is, like, a, each country has it. It's a tournament within your season. So, it's, like, each each uh, each uh country has 10, eight to ten teams in their first division league, and the top eight teams make the cup tournament. And then – one. You win the cup trophy and you get like bonus, you get like a contract bonus. Um, so we traveled to a country. Well, we traveled to a city called Rahaveci. Well, the stadium held like six thousand to seven thousand people, and uh, I think that's like the best experience I've ever had on the court, bro. It was like the fire before the game. Um, they had like the circus before the game. Like people just flipping coming from the seat. Like it was crazy. Like it's honestly, I've never seen nothing like it, bro. Um, but. Yeah, the cup is probably the best time to be over in Europe. And then, I, like I said, if you win, you get the bonus. And then you get to call yourself a champion. Like, you get the, the big trophy, you get the medals. And then after that is when the playoffs start. But, yeah, my season was cut short. I only played, like, 16 games. My season was cut short because of the COVID. Um, we had, I want to say, like, 30 games left. Like, literally right after the cup, they canceled the season. And then we had, like, 30 games into the playoffs. And then, um, yeah, just came back here. Ever since I've been back here, I've been in the gym, bro. That's it. Damn.
1: So so what's next? I see you You went to, like, a tournament in Florida?
3: Yeah, I went to a tournament in Fort Lauderdale two weeks ago, a little money tournament. It was hosted by Raymond Felton. Um, I think Maurice Spate's team ended up winning that tournament.
1: Damn. So what's next, bro? Like, I don't know if you're going back to the same team, or are you looking for – a specific country to go to, or are you just waiting for a certain offer? Kind of tell us what's next for you. Uh
3: Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I have a, I have a child on the way. Yeah. Um So I'm really looking for, you know, the best possible salary I could get. But at the same time, I do it for the experience, bro. So it doesn't really matter. The the team I just left, they offered me to come back right before I left. Um I don't think I'd go to the same country twice. Cause I just want to experience the whole world. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Honestly, if I had to pick, bro, I'd wanna to go to like a Greece or something like that, you know, something beautiful. Uh somewhere there's a beach. Cause you know, I like to show off my body or whatever. But <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, I don't really it's really not it's really not up to me though, you know, wherever whatever coach, you know, sends the best package is the one I'm gonna go with. But right now they have the travel band, so there's not much I can do.
1: Yeah. Damn, bro, yeah, that's that's crazy, bro. I appreciate you sharing sharing Good all up. that we we still got the speed round to go but dan you want to add anything before we hop in the speed round
0: i just got one more question kind of because it really stuck out to me you said earlier that in high school you weren't really a shooter and then i'm watching all your film and you are strapped <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah strapped. bro in high school if you look look me up at high school bro it's called masslive.com i hit like I hit, like, eleven threes in my whole career, bro.
0: Yeah, that's that's wild. So, I like, and so looking at your college, like, highlights your strap, right? And then I see your stats. You grew every year. So can you just kind of touch on how you attacked your development every year? Because you don't improve b- that much just by, you know, um, like maturing. Like, you actually have to add something to the bag every year. So I just kind of want to hear how how you attacked that.
3: All right. So, like I told you, I'm like a – a 6'4 guard. I I like to play the point guard just so I have a size advantage. Um, So when I used to shoot on the shooting gun, I used to put like a chair and like a broom in front of me. And I would just take contested jump shots, off-balance jump shots. Um, So honestly, I think just being able to to shoot different ways over your defender, you know, just allows me to score more points. Like, instead of me just being a catch and shoot where I'm only going to get two or three of those a game, I can just come down, come off a screen, off-balance one leg and shoot a three. You know, what I'm saying, so I would work on those one-leg shots, those off-balance shots, and I think that's kind of what helped me. You know, being able to get my shot off in different situations rather than you know passing the ball. You know, what I'm saying that just added like eight to ten points to my to my total. Because honestly, if you look at it, bro, I take more off-balance threes than I take balance threes. So I think that's really that's really what helped me. <laughs>
0: it's just reps, just reps of the shots you're exactly. in, in games. People, people don't exactly. understand. Thing. Exactly. One one workout a day is enough. No, nope. <laughs> no. Hey, one workout a
3: day ain't gonna do nothing for you, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, that one hour not gonna do nothing for you.
1: No, I I think it's impressive how you you looked at your game and said, okay, I need to learn to take these off balance shots. Let me learn to take contested shots. Like you kind of mapped out how you figured your game would be the most effective, and then you work backwards, which is how I think you should work. You got to look at like, okay, what's gonna make me the most hard to deal with and then you add that to your game so the fact that you at a young age is 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 crazy because i didn't didn't realize that and that's what i was telling you
3: you know our team turnover we had lost so i'm already knowing. my sophomore year i averaged 18 points teams are going to scout me differently than what they've done in the past especially since we don't have anybody so like i said going into my junior i had to you know learn how to make difficult shots watch a lot of Lou Williams, see, see how he would get to the line, uh, watch a lot of Jamal Crawford, see the moves he would make to get his shots off. Um, then at the end of the day, like I told you, I'm, I'm about six and so I would just shoot over my defenders. So I, I kind of knew coming into the season that I would see different coverages and different defenses, so I had to adjust before the season started.
1: Yeah. All y'all young folks out there, y'all listening to that, all y'all going to these trainers and taking their advice, it's cool, but, like, who knows your game better than you do? You know what's going to make you better and what's going to exactly. make you the most harder to deal with. So take that shit into consideration and start making yourself better and stop depending on everybody else to make you better.
3: Exactly.
1: Shoot, all right, bro. Let's hop into speed round. You already kind of touched down who some of your favorite players in the league were. But right now, <laughs> let's say even in the bubble, because, you know, the bubble's kind of crazy. <laughs> the bubble's crazy. and I oh. know. You're- <laughs> hey, it's like a pickup game in there, bro. They bro. throw me
3: in there. I'm going
1: for 30. I ain't going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> who are some of your favorite players in the bubble? Not just the playoffs, but the entire thing. All right. I like Gary Trent Jr.
0: Yes.
3: Oh, man. He is tough. He's a sniper. He looks like the character from Pirates of the Caribbean, honestly, bro. That's what he looks like.
0: Jack Sparrow.
3: <laughs> I like Gary Trent. Um, What's going crazy right now? Honestly, Jason Tatum's going nuts, bro. Facts. He's on a different planet right now. Poor Zingas has always been one of my favorite players. Just because he always looks mad. I don't know what he's mad about. He's a million. <laughs> um, hey, bro, why are you mad? But honestly, that, shit, yeah, I like the role players. I like people who are hooping. Because I think this is perfect for them, bro. Like, there's no fans, no pressure. It's pickup. It's pickup ball. So, But I would say Gary Trent, bro, he's just, he's different right now. He, Blazers and four, bro. That's all like that's all I'm gonna say. Blazers
0: yes, sir. Four, man. Yes, sir. I know Dan likes to hear that. Bro. He's a big Blazers fan. I'm a big, hey,
3: big
1: name big dame guy. I ain't gonna lie. Dame's different. <laughs> different, bro. Is, is he the best? I I mean shit. I know we're talking about right now, and he's hot right now, but goddamn, he might have took over the best <laughs> play guard in the league title. Like, I can't cap. like I love Steph, but I don't think Steph. Can do the same things off the dribble that Dame can. Like I know Steph's good off the dribble, but like he don't get to the paint like Dame does. And not even that though. They act like Dame hasn't been in the Western. He was
3: just in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, fast. But I don't understand why they think the Blazers suck. But if you put Steph, if you put see, if you put Dame on the Warriors and Steph on the Blazers, the Blazers aren't as potent as they are as the Warriors would be with Dame, bro. If you pair Dame.
0: Oh, Clay, I'm sorry. It's no, just not. I just, I just don't think there's no need to compare the two. Just why can't we just appreciate Dame being great right now? You know, it's, it's no need. Because that's all that's doing is bringing unnecessary hate to one or the other when they're both just great.
1: No, I, I get that. But there's been so much talk over the last four years because there are so many good point guards. It's like no one really stood out from each other. But I think just Max Kellerman always says this, and I don't fuck with him like that. But he always says... Who makes shots in the leverage moments? Like, when you're down four and they're about to make a run, who makes Not the Curry. shot? Not Curry. Not Curry. That's what I'm saying. Dame makes every one of those plays. Every time he hits the shot, like, there's no question. Like, they was down four, about to be down five or six. He hits the three to cut the lead. Then he hits the lead. He hits the three to to take the lead. Like, he always makes that shot. I'm just like, bro, he's different.
2: Dame is that's, that's, that's being That's just being a killer, bro. Like, I don't know, though, because when you say point guard – are you going by position or how they play,
3: how they make their teammates better? Like, there's different routes you can take. Because if you're going to say who's the best point guard right now, you're going to take Harden. Oh, my. Yeah, no, no. Listed, I mean, I mean. He's listed as point guard,
1: though. So, like, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, what do you When you say point guard, what do you mean? I mean, your main ball handler. Because Harden, yeah, he's a two guard and a po- playing point guard. But, like, he's the main ball handler. So, he is a point guard. But Harden's just—he's really different. Like he's—he's
3: he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's just ridiculous, bro. Between him and Luca, I don't know who the best shooting guard is in the league right now, bro.
0: What about Devin Booker? You forgot something. Devin's good.
3: I love him. I love him to death. But he's not on Luca or Harden's time right now, bro. Triple doubles. Like they average a triple double. That's—that's
1: that's nuts. Facts that, yeah, fact. So, who's your favorite to win the title in the bubble? I got the Milwaukee Bucks
3: beating the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA
1: championship. <laughs> you got the Mavs? In those. Why? No, no, I, I, I agree with that. I right now, that.
3: bro. If they beat the Clippers, who can't they beat? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like a team like the Rockets. I don't think the Rockets are better, but just. Because they're committed to small ball, like they're going to shoot their threes. They're going to space you out. See, the thing with the Rockets, their advantage is the fact that because they switch everything on D, they make you play Uh one-on-one. And you can't Uh play one-on-one like they play one-on-one. Exactly, bro. That's what
3: people don't get. They're like, they don't have a center, but they're making you ISO every time. And that's that's not good. But the thing I would say about the Mavericks is Borzingas can play on the outside. So now you got to guard a seven-footer who can dribble. Like, that's just my only thing with the Rockets, bro. Like, they're not playing a seven-footer right now that can dribble the ball. But Porzingis,
0: Porzingis, like, how are you seven feet and you never go inside? But he is going inside. He's not
3: posting up. Go go ahead, Ty. That's the problem, though. That's what I'm saying. If they play the Rockets, he already doesn't want to go inside. So now if he's outside, it's a problem, bro. Yeah.
1: That's exactly my point. He hates playing inside. And then not only do the Rockets make you play one on one, but now you're trying to attack from the perimeter when they got all guards on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't see. I don't see the Rockets.
3: I just don't. I don't think the Rockets got it. I don't think they got it with it. What are you gonna say? Like, because they could beat the. They'll beat the Thunder. And then they have to play the Mavs or the Clippers second round. I just don't see them doing too much more. Like they're gonna get worn out, bro. You can't play that style in the league.
1: Not in the playoffs.
3: You literally need a center. Like you need it. I'm sorry, bro.
1: Okay, so I seen an IG clip when you were playing outside. Was that in Mass? That it was like a crazy pickup game. Environment was going nuts.
3: Which which is it? Posted on my Instagram.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was in Boston. yep, yeah, yep, So I want you to talk about like, – if you could choose anywhere to play in that type of environment, like Dykeman, Rucker, a tournament, where would you want to play at and try to get it in? I'm a one-on-one
3: player, bro. I like ISOs. So I would have to say Dykeman.
1: Mm.
3: Like, I just like ISO and, like, I hate screens, bro. <laughs> I just – just let me – because you're bringing another defender towards me. Like, let me just – Break my defender down so if I get by him, I could drop it off. Like, don't bring two more people towards me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say Dykeman for sure.
1: If you could match bro. up against any point guard, in the league or not in the league, just somebody who's a dog, because somebody like Pierre Jackson, he ain't in the league, but I'm like, I
0: Ooh. wouldn't want to see that nigga one.
1: I wouldn't want to see him one-on-one. Yeah, like, hey. Jackson, nice, bro. So who would you want to match up against?
3: Honestly... I hate Trey Young, bro. I will bust his ass, bro. Trust me, Mike. I will bust his ass, bro. No bullshit. I don't like him. Nah, I'm fuck with Trey Young, man. Um, I would probably play him though. He's one of the he's one of the most exciting players in the league right now. Fair. You feel like you are gonna give him forty? I will give him forty. So he might get that. I say, but I give him forty-one just so I win. <laughs>
1: Fair, fair. So, I'm. Um, this is a uh, question I'm very curious about. So, you being from the Upper East, Northeast part of the United States, who are some of the music people you fuck with? Because I know it's like it's different everywhere now with streaming. Everybody listening, to everybody. But I'm curious, like, mm-hmm. who are some of your top artists right now that that Ty is listening to? What's in the playlist?
3: Oh man, Uzi number one. <sighs> oh,
1: I love, bro. What if I could meet
3: Uzi and he shook my hand? I'm not washing my hand for a <laughs> month. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit but um, I would say Uzi Young Thug uh, I listen to a lot of Juice WRLD um, Lil Herb uh, Money Bag Lil Baby Gunna you know what I'm saying I, I mix it up I mix it up I mix it up right now my top three would probably be Uzi, Thug, and Gunna uh, and Baby 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 Lil Baby's baby.
1: going crazy
3: <laughs> he's wild right now bro
1: alright last question bro um, let's think of one best place. If I want to go visit mass, I want some good food. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starving. I want some homegrown, something that I can't get nowhere else where I'm mm-hmm. going.
3: You're coming but, to my mom's
1: house, bro. what you mean? <laughs> nah. Besides my, yeah.
2: Honestly, you a big seafood guy. Love it. We got the best seafood in, in the East coast in my city, bro. It's called juicy seafood. You get that bag with the lobster, the crab, the corn, the, corn, and the potatoes. Hey, Ma, you go get
1: <laughs> some seafood.
2: Nah, but hey, nah, the seafood for sure, bro. It's called juicy seafood.
1: Juicy seafood, man. I'm gonna have to check it out, bro.
2: Hey, bro, you come this way and you don't go there. Don't come back.
1: <laughs> yeah. <all right. laughs> well, shit, bro. That's a wrap for me. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking time out your day, bro. This is this was dope.
0: No doubt, no doubt, bro. You already
1: know. I got you. Dan, you want to add anything before we close the episode out?
0: No, I just want to say appreciate you, bro. I hope your, your career is long like you want it to be, bro. And um, I'm just excited for you. And it was great, great having you on. All
2: right. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me, bro. I appreciate this. This is dope, though. Keep it going for sure.
1: Yeah, bro. We appreciate that. And congrats on the baby. I didn't get to tell you back in Vancouver, but congrats, bro.
2: Thank you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. So. Oh, in the episode three season two of the driving kick podcast we just had ty nichols all-time leading scorer in king state history current pro i'm mike that's dan that's a wrap come play me like nintendo no my donkey
0: keep extendos. come knocking at your windows not stack up until it triple Trip.
2: on point just like a pistol point i'm coming at your temple it won't be accidental um,